Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 375. That sounds wrong. Mm. Mm, look at that. No, I think the numbers are backwards. We're not the 370s. We're like 330, right? 375, baby. For real? I'm actually going back to the episodes right 369, now. 369, 371. Yeah, man. Look at that shirt. I wow. love that, the, that, you, that, the, that those first strikes are placed just about perfectly that on the nips. was not <laughs> intentional. Um, but there's also a, a second. Anyway. I've seen a second mag dump the poor shirt out. There's a hoodie out there somewhere. There's a hoodie. Somebody out there. picked up a hoodie. Mister Mister Cameron Bow. Yes. In, and, uh, in Nova Scotia, has himself Mrs. Elise. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have not seen Miss Elise's yet. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the best it looking just one. Shipped. It just will not look as nice on us. Well, maybe Jacob. Maybe. Elise's shirt on Jacob. That'll be the sexiest Meg dump the shirt, poor shirt I have seen. That's what it's going to be. Hey, remember when oh. you got chirped on threads over it and nobody saw? Oh my God, that was amazing. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Somebody somebody said it was, it was it bad sportsmanship and in bad taste? No, yeah. poor sportsmanship and bad taste. And we were like, cool. I, so we saw I am. <laughs> I am the king of paintball and I do live in bad yes. taste and um, actually it's not true because i do believe in good sportsmanship yes. and mag dumping the pores isn't bad sportsmanship cameron says that the uh, the shirts are so soft and comfy they're quite uh, nice this i'm about this three-quarter drop. raglan is fucking pretty legit uh, yeah i'm dropping the link I'm, in I'm, the comments if you guys want to want to grab a shirt because these shirts these mag dump the pores shirts go away in one week Got to collect the they set. Go, they're going away. They're getting they locked go into away the, into, the, into the into the vault. Into the vault. The Disney. The, oh fuck no! It's the King's Treasury. Ooh, we're locking this sucker up. That's in nice. the King's Treasury. But we're gonna That's drop. Nice. I'm 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 hoping we're gonna have something new fairly soon because we've had a couple ideas and we got to get some more shirts out because I want to see them on people's backs. I got to get mine too. I've been slack ass. Got to get myself a mag dump the core yep. shirt. Yep. Same. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even. I've, like, I've never purchased a first strike in my life. <laughs> That's fucking true. <laughs> I don't even... I know of your... Mm. That yes, doesn't, yes, yes, that doesn't stop that. me from mag dumping. But... <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> you got to. I mean, it's Fuck accuracy no. by volume. <laughs> right? I bought a pump and I'm like, this is really cool. But if I throw more paint, I can hit them more times. If you hit, if you hip fire, it's a more familiar movement. <laughs> it's a very familiar movement, my friend. <laughs> That's going to translate to audio perfectly. Uh, I know, Daddy. Daddy <laughs> Paul's come to visit us. The Rhino, Greg Bailey, come to drop in. Of course, Sherkin Photography. I love that she's using her formal name. It makes me so happy when Miss Elise shows up. Mm-hmm. You collect uh, second strikes. Yeah, you could... Fuck, man. There was so many second strikes just hanging around at PRZ. I loved it. <laughs> That's still my favorite... My favorite sound on the planet is just walking across that field in here as they're going past your head. And I'm just like, this is beautiful. Right? Yeah, I'm not even worried about it hitting me. I don't give a fuck. That's because everybody After buys them, but only straight. like six people can shoot them. Yeah, it's because Magfit players are not good paintballers. I'm gonna say, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna that's, that's why I love it shirt. so much. That's gonna be the next shirt. It's just gonna be me, just like mm-hmm. p- 
pointing angrily, just saying Megfit players are not good paintballers. It's true. Uh, They're good at other stuff. I mean, oh, yeah, Red Farmer's here. Hey, buddy. Ah, another. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Gifty ones to Chrono. <laughs> So earlier we were talking about the legend of 3D printing. Wait, fuck! Look at me all over eager. First of all, hot and horny for this topic. Mm -hmm. I just I don't know why this one here. I don't know why it just it 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 got my attention. It just tweaks your nipples. Um, it does tweak my nipples. It's again. It's honestly because of Chad Bob (laughs) and his 3D printed army. Mm-hmm. And because Mr. Zach is the authority uh, in my world on 3D printing, he teaches me, I learn. Okay. He didn't say you're so the authority. First... He just meant in like in his circle of people he knows. Okay. Well, that's great because like full disclosure, what I think is true about 3D printing is not gospel. It's what works for me. And that's everybody fine. has their own way of look, doing it. We're just going to take a page out of Fox oh. News's page book and just go, look, this is not news. This is entertainment. Well, even so, like you're going to, it's inevitable <laughs> when it comes to 3D printing, somebody's going to jump into the chat. Somebody's going to start calling bullshit on me, right? Because they do something a little bit different. There's, you know, Sorry, there's I need a to thousand ways you. to swing a hammer. I need to interrupt you. Hmm. What up, Jeremy, ordering a t shirt? Just like that. Just right now. Just came through. Where are you in the yes. chat there, bud? There you are. I see you, Jeremy. Is Jeppa in the ch- is Jeppa in the chat? <laughs> oh, God love him. I what know where you boy. live now. Um I know where he lives. I know where he lives. I've been to his house. <laughs> I've met can, his mother. I can speak to the quality of these shirts. They're good. This is my new favorite shirt. That makes me that fucking makes me really happy that mm-hmm. we've gotten feedback. Not only is the shirt killer because it's awesome looking, it's comfy. It mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. It's a comfy shirt. Like, that's always something I'm worried about when I order shit online. And you get a shirt, you're like, wow, it's so nice. You put it on. It's not comfortable. Fuck. Yeah. This makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And, and the price is good. Heart the price is good. For a custom t-shirt shipped to your door, there's really nothing to complain about. Mm. Unless you want to get mag dumped. But then you're poor and we don't care. Yeah. So the Maritime <laughs> Paintball Podcast is brought to you by Defcon Paintball Products.com. Make sure you go and see our friend Big Daddy G and use that promo code Big Daddy G for 10% off anything on that website except for whatever Big Daddy G says because fuck you. That's why. Because if he said it ain't 10% off, it ain't 10% off. There's got to be a reason. Ask him, not me. I'm just a mouthpiece. Also, speaking of mouthpiece, we've got the Moncton Paintball is our other sexy sponsor, home of Mag Hill, the sexiest town in the Maritimes. They are going to be running another, there's Fall Brawl Streetball coming up here soon at the, didn't get the date, end of next month, middle of next month. We'll throw it in the chat in a minute. I'll get there. I'll be a little less slack on that. But get out there on Sundays. We've got the walk-on. Tonight is Tactical Thursday. It is going to be running for like another 20 minutes, and those boys are going to be packing it in. But it was a beautiful night for paintball. I'm a little sad I didn't go, but because my life is an utter dumpster fire, (laughs) I get to spend it here with you guys much better. And, of course, Rip Kings, which is why I'm so spacey and fucked up tonight because, again, my life's a goddamn dumpster fire, so I might as well get stoned. (laughs) 
Thanks to the Rip King. The Rip King find, sends me all of my fine products. That includes my lighters, my boards, my papers, the finest products, my bongs, my blunts, my carrying case. If you saw me at D-Day and you saw me at PRZ, I had that little case and I just popped that open and that was like a fucking suitcase of love. Everybody had a good time. And I think that's all that we owe our money to. Do we owe anybody else any money? That is Rain? It. We yeah. don't owe them money. No. But we still love you, Rain. We're still drinking your product. Well, I'm drinking a monster tonight, but yeah. Mm, we're not beholden to them. Um, we're not beholden to anybody. Yuck. Fuck no. Oh, yeah. it does the cheers. Drink. It does the trick. Um, coffee. Well, and speaking of coffee. Fuck Joe Rogan. I got hold of a bag of um, um, Arrowhead coffee. They're like the Canadian version of Black Rifle coffee. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to trying that. Nice. I've been buying coffee at the uh, Oak Barn of all places. You know what, though? Honestly, not a bad idea. Like, you get a grind right is good. there. You just get whole yeah. beans. It's bulk. Yep. You just fill up your own little bag or your jar, whatever you're doing, right? Yeah. Environmentalism. They got all these different flavors and stuff that you can try. See, I don't like flavored coffee. I always find they're just like, oh, this one's like such and such, such and such, like flavors. And you're like, hmm, smells like coconut and caramel. And then you brew it and you're like, tastes like coffee. Yep. Like I, I, we buy the Jamaican Me Crazy one, which is like a chocolatey kind of tasting <laughs> coffee. Jamaican Me Crazy. It's called Jamaican at, Me Crazy. Yep. At the Aloha snack bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <sighs> Fuck you! You can't leave me hanging on that one. Aloha snack bar. Mm. Uh, so yeah, there was I... one. Th- this is a long joke, but basically, at one point, he was wearing a, a, a metal militia hat, and I thought it said Muslim or metal Muslim. And I I cracked up because I was just <laughs> I think I was just heat exhaustion. I was like I thought that said metal Muslim, and then fast forward what two years, he gets a patch that says Aloha snack bar. Oh my god. Yeah. Which was funnier for other reasons to me personally, because that was a that was a well, joke I had. Lebanese. No, <laughs> I've seen the guy who makes shawarma on fucking TikTok or on on, on the Instagram. The lead farmer. Yes, that guy. He's a famous. He's a famous East celeb, isn't he? <laughs> I, I mean, hope he's still in the chat. Love you, buddy. <laughs> I know he is. The bulk barn. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah. So. We were on to something, and then we got all spacey, and I went on a fucking rant and a rave, and now we're here. You yeah. invited me here, man. What do you want to know? <laughs> well, we were talking 3D printing. <laughs> we were. Sure, didn't I've seen... <laughs> it takes me a second, but I catch up. So, I've looked at, like, um when I bought my fucking FSC from Chad Bob. There is some dope-ass shit in that box. And one of the 3D-printed parts we have, it makes it almost look like fucking Judge Dredd's gun. Okay. And it looks sick. But it's pretty good quality. But I've noticed there's, like, a varying degree in the 3D printing world of, like, there's some 3D printing shit is just dog shit. Mm -hmm. Dog shit. Mm -hmm. So is it, you were talking printer. Is it a case of quality of the printer or is it a quality of the material that they're using? Cause I've seen, I've seen some 3d printed shit fail hilariously on the field and 
one part of me is because you see the dude in the pit and he's stoked. His kit is tactical. He looks like he dropped his loadout straight out of COD. And then you watch him run on the field, take three steps, clap, and either the foregrip breaks <laughs> or the, the I've seen the shoulder, I've seen the stocks go, um, pieces of the pictinial fall off. Mm. And you're just like, buddy, you looked so cool. But See, then I... but then you're like, fuck, like, why is it failing? Is it bad build? Is it and then you look at some of it and some of it's just clean snapped. And I'm there's guys who've made entire careers or entire companies out there out of just 3D printing shit and bolting it onto paintball markers. Yeah, there's been a lot of add on selling that shit. Yep. Um, yeah. As far as, you know, to answer some of those questions, it's it's really, it's a combination of everything. Um, nobody's out there. I was going to make a joke and be like, oh, we'll pull back the curtain. We're purposely making garbage just so you'll buy it. Right? But it's it's not true, right? No, no maker is purposely putting out anything bad or they're not purposely putting out anything mm -hmm. that they think is bad, right? If it doesn't meet, like for me, if it doesn't meet what I think is acceptable in terms of a standard, it goes in the bin. Like I, I scrap it and I do it again, right? Um, 3D printing is kind of an exercise in insanity because you can you can have, you know, 15 perfect prints of the same part in a row, but the 16th one will just not work. It'll just, and you won't know it until it gets returned, right? So it's kind of okay. like there there's a combination and i'm not of... putting any of those guys on blast either no by the way not sorry zach i'm not putting like and any of them because mm -hmm. i have mwr gear mm -hmm. i have mr zach's gear mm -hmm. um i've got a whole bunch of different stuff but i haven't had that experience that bad experience yet mm -hmm. but i've seen it so it's... i just don't want those guys coming here looking at me like i'm being an asshole but it's they haven't fucked me yet unfortunately it's kind of a matter of time for a lot for a lot of 3d printed parts um, just in the way that things are, are constructed, the FDM printing process, which is the most common process, right? That's, that's like what Chad Bob uses, uh, WR uses FDM style. Uh, he does a kind of a mixture. So he's using a few different technologies to get his smaller components, but over, by and large, he's printing FDM. So the difference between like Chad Bob's prints and, um, Sam from MWR, the difference between his prints in that particular situation you have extremely well-tuned machines right where they have they've done all the work they've got these things running sweet it comes down to a difference in material right so chad might be printing using a pla or a pla plus material which is fine for a lot of things um but you know when you're looking at like a petg with a carbon fiber filler in it right the strength is just it, the strength multiplies right you're using a better material okay. Right. The, the, in terms of quality from machine to machine, I know that Chad's running Creality machines. There's the same machines that I'm running um, for his FDM stuff. Uh, but MWR, he's he's using um, Prusa machines, which are a lot better. Right. It's but they're, you know, you get what you pay for. Right. So my printers okay. are what you would call entry level printers. Right. They're they're not expensive. It was something that I started doing as a hobby. Um, I started 3D printing way back when like before home 3d printing was was just not a thing yet right when the maker bot just came out and it was twenty four hundred dollars in order to buy the kit to build it yourself right? it was twenty five hundred dollars twenty four hundred dollars to buy parts 
put in a box yeah. for you. Literally a box of parts. And then you could only build it to the point where it could print. And then you would print the remaining parts yourself. It was nuts. This is the Wild West, the early stages of, of home 3D printing, right? Uh, so the first machines that I got to work on were industrial scale machines. So they were printing in ABS, which is um, much tougher material. Uh, I don't, I'm reluctant to say stronger, but it's a tougher material um, than PLA, which is the most common print material. It's the cheapest. It's the easiest to use. It's uh, it's generally good for most applications, high impact applications, not so great. There's an argument that can be made that PLA is technically stronger than other materials, but without having the data sheets in front of me, I'm not going to get into that. I'm just going to kind of talk about the qualitative stuff, right? Um, basically, it comes down to when you're ordering a part from somebody who's doing 3D prints, look at what material they're using. Take a look at their portfolio. What pictures have they posted? Take a look at things like um, the layer lines. Like, do they have nice tight prints, right? Do they have artifacts or waves or, or weird little blemishes on the surfaces, right? Like, mm -hmm. these are the kinds of things that you want to try and see. Like little lines. Yeah, the lines are supposed to be there. Like it's 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 how you mm -hmm. print stuff, right? But then also you got to look at stuff mm -hmm. like the direction that you print things in, right? Like for example, you'll see a lot of guys that are printing these handguards, right? And they print them, they stand them on the end, and they print them vertically. And that way you have you'll have your handguard kind of coming across like this, but then all of the lines are are vertical, so it it just feels like a natural grip. You could print it the other way, right? And lay it down if you have a I can't find my camera. You can lay it down if you have a big enough <laughs> print bed, right? And you can build it up like that, like as if it was just sitting on the table. But it's going to look weird, right? So print orientation is important. Understanding mm -hmm. the benefits of tipping models and stuff like that. Um, understanding the benefits of, you know, standing something up rather than laying on its side. Um, these are all kind of things that come with experience, right? You can watch videos on how to 3D print, and it's going to give you a pretty good general gist of it um but it really just comes through experience like you have you're gonna you're gonna fail right you're and i don't mean that like generally speaking prints are gonna fail and if you can't know what why it failed or you can't figure out what happened then you're just mm -hmm. gonna that's the exercise and in insanity part you're not gonna make any changes and you're gonna send it to print again and it's probably gonna fail again right so yeah, think that then yeah, exercise in insanity, like you said. Yeah, if you don't change anything, right? But then you, you know that's a double-edged sword too, because you can change too many things, and then it fails for a different reason, right? But basically, the whole process of learning three D printing involves a lot of scrapped material, right? I went through the process as I was learning how to three D print, setting up my machines, getting them dialed into the point where I have them, where I can treat them like like an office printer. I can send prints to them, load up material and hit play and come back in 60 hours and have a finished part. But that doesn't come out of the box, right? Now you've, you've attuned yourself to your machine. You've become one with your gear. You know I've, I've just what got it's it, going to do, how it's going to do it because you've got it. I've got it set up, right? I've got it set exactly yeah. where I've, you know, you know, you adjust one thing, you adjust another thing until you, until you start getting the results better, right? You know, like, one of the number one problems yeah. that new printers have is that they have a hard time getting their material to that initial layer, that very first layer. They have a hard time sticking it down to the bed, whether it's a, 
um, a metal bed, like a magnetic bed or whether it's a glass bed or whatever it is that they're printing on. And like, unfortunately, like fifth element. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it, that's exactly that's how it what works. I've been picturing <laughs> this whole time. Yeah, it just okay. It just, I feel a little. I feel a little bit better now because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but that's that's the gist of it. So like, just like anything, your your part can only be as good as 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 your fixture, right? So in this case, the fixture is the glass or whatever your bed material right. is made out of, and if you don't get a good adhesion to that bed, right? The re it's it's a crapshoot. Like the print might make it to the end, or you might have like the sides curling up, or some part of it just like blemishes and, and makes the part junk, right? So with that in mind, you know, you'll probably go on Facebook or you'll go on Reddit and you'll hit the forums and you're like looking for help, right? Like, you know, and, and the number one comment that people throw out there is like, oh, just spray something on the plate and try again, right? And it's like, that's, it kind of works. Like you can, some, like I've seen people who they'll, they'll cover their, their nice glass, like silicate glass, borosilicate glass with painter's tape because it sticks better, right? Or they'll or they'll cover it, they'll spray hairspray on it or glue stick, right? Anything to bond that first layer to the table instead of just fixing the bonding issue, right? Like there, there's clearly an issue where the material's not, not sticking to that bed but instead of actually solving it, we're just going to band-aid it and call it a day. And then you have this kind of issue that is constant in all of the groups where they just, they just, nobody tells you what's wrong. Nobody points you in the direction of how to fix your problem. They just say, throw some glue stick on it and send it again. And, you know, maybe, maybe most of the time that works, right? And that'll get you to the end, but it doesn't really solve the problem. So I've gone through. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's that's a total band-aid solution. That's not going to teach you anything. Yeah, a lot of and a lot of the times too when you get people that are like pitching out ideas like, "Oh, if you go into the slicing software and you tweak this and tweak that, right? That'll probably fix it." But then, you know, you might go and do that and it maybe it makes the situation worse, but then that guy's deleted his account and he's taken off and you'll never you'll never get any follow-up from him. Right? Yeah. It's just why, why yeah. That that I never really considered that one. <laughs> it's like, it's funny because it's the same in like, so because I'm studying uh, IT and cybersecurity and stuff, we see it's almost the same thing happens online where like you're running into a bit, like I'm type, I'm working on a new code and I'm like heading over to Stack Overflow and being like, okay, I'm trying to get X, Y, and Z to work. Can't figure it out. And I'm getting answers like, fucking learn how to code, noob. Like I, I, I'm trying, like, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, people suck. Um, <laughs> I see what, Matt, what Mike's saying there. Um, and yeah, and a lot of those issues of uh, the early days of 3D printing and paintball, a lot of the, a lot of like the root cause of those parts failing was just that the material wasn't there yet, right? Like PLA is the most, it's, it's the easiest material to get. It's the easiest material to print with, in my opinion. Like there might be something that's, you know, superficially easier um but when you look at like the higher end materials like you know your your carbon fiber filled stuff they have they tend to be like the material itself has this carbon fiber in it so that makes it very abrasive which causes a lot more wear on the extruder on your printer right so the little brass bit or steel bit whatever that you know that sorry i got a bug flying around me that the <laughs> uh 
the plastic gets pushed through to come out in the in the thread kind of uh, shape um, while it's doing its print job that hole is slowly getting bigger because of the the carbon fiber is acting like sandpaper right and it's just it's abrasive right so it's stuff like that where you'd be like oh you start off the print and it starts really good but you maybe you've got a really long print like you know maybe a 20 or a 30 hour print by the end of the print the finish is starting to look like shit well how do you deal with that well you know there's settings that you can tweak and stuff like that where you can kind of try your best to kind of alleviate the issue but the root cause of the problem was is you were using your original brass nozzle brass is very soft in this application right so it just it just erodes like pretty much right away so you need to buy a different nozzle you can't just throw the material in and start it up but this isn't stuff that you just know right this is stuff that you have to fuck up before you can figure it out yeah. you have to fuck up this is also or, where you learn it. My understanding too is that a lot of the 3D printers are like each one has its own personality. Like they're not all the same, like right out of the box. A lot of them, it depends. Like, I, I guess maybe it's environmental, like the humidity of the room, the temperature of the room, the filament, like that kind mm -hmm. of thing changes a lot of it. So it's not like a one solution fits every problem. Right. I mean, you could, you could say that every, every individual printer has its own like unique personality or its quirks or whatever you want to say. But I mean, by and large, when it comes to FDM printing, they're all, they're all pretty much the same. Um, a lot of the tweaking happens in the programming side, right? So it, it like, what slicer are you using? Are you using Cura? Are you using the Prusa slicer? Are you using, you know, any of like, there's, there's a whole bunch of great pieces of software out there. Some are free, some are paid. Um, and they all serve, their individual purposes, which is effectively the same, but you know, some people would argue that the pressure slicer is better than the Cura slicer, but I've been using Cura since I got my printers and I'm familiar with it. I would switch over to a different one just to try it, but my printers are working and I don't really want to jack that up. Right. Um, you'll see too, if you look around any of the communities, people like to print upgrades for their printer. A lot of these upgrades are, in my opinion, unnecessary unless you're trying to achieve some kind of high-speed record, right? Or if you're trying to just significantly improve the speed of your prints. But there's always a trade-off, right? You go faster, you might not necessarily have, you know, the definition that you want, right? So there's... Yeah, I, I guess you're kind of right. Like every printer has its own kind of little thing, but a lot of those little things, those little personality quirks are kind of caused by the user, right? You know, people wanting something out of the printer and, you know, trying to print parts or add-ons or attachments or whatever to try and achieve that, right? Um, coming back to like how this applies to like paintball, right? You'll get, you might get a guy who's able to print stuff super fast. Like he's able to take a, a 10 hour print and bash it out in three hours or four hours or something like that. Cause he's got a, a monster cooling fan on the side and he's got all of these widgets and stuff that he's printed and attached to his printer. But then you get the part, the part from him and it crumbles in your hand because it was going so fast that it wasn't properly bonding the layers. That stuff makes sense. like that. Right. Yeah. So it's like, if you don't, I kind of see it like, like tuning cars, right. Which is something that, I used to do all the time, but you know, just because you threw a supercharger in it doesn't mean that the rest of the fucking machine can handle that power. Right. <laughs> right. I put a, I put a turbo on it. Great. So your transmission is now the choke point. 
yeah, and we'll end awesome. up all over the road. <laughs> so, I, I I saw a comment a while back, and I meant to say something from uh, from Ernesto because I went looking at paintball DNA, they paintball do DNA cool stuff. stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was it was the pump scene because again, like a dipshit, I bought a pump. I love that pump. <laughs> because actually, I miss my pump, dude. It was because of those um, Pump Fiction. Yeah, like those good, dudes have. Time. Those guys have an energy about them that I that just warms my heart. Because uh, I it was him skipping. It's um. It's skipping like the oh happy, my god, where is Gimmel? it? Uh, it was a video. I think Brad sent it to me. And oh. it's one of the boys on Pump Fiction, and they're skipping along, and he's just having <laughs> himself a fucking grand old time. And I'm like, this man, this man I, has the energy. Like, DNA's got some really cool ideas too. Like, I think if, I, if I'm remembering proper, they were the first guys to kind of hit the market with a um, a TPU um, hopper, like a 50 round hopper printed out of soft material, right? So it's like urethane. It's like mask soft like like the soft bits on your mask so he could take a hit and it would deform a bit but it would bounce back right and odds are the ball looking at those yeah so i mean i guess the theory is that you could bounce off your hopper instead of your hopper always registering as a hit that's clever i mean yeah it's super like masks the masks are soft so you can get bounces off them right like it's yeah um yeah because hard hard masks are just fucking disasters Yes, 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 they are. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, sorry, looking at paintball DNA, they have some really, really innovative stuff. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm like, damn, this is cool. They had a modular okay, Brad, station, that... don't they, for like displaying markers? Yeah, it's like they all snap together into an array. Yeah, it's really nice stuff. Yeah, and the yeah. and his print quality is up there. Right, it's, I saw the, a, com- the a comment. Is actually what what caught my eye. Was mm-hmm. the uh, the idea? It's shaped, printed to shape, feel like a re- like a regular tank, but it's actually you put mm-hmm. all your tubes in it. Like that's fucking clever. That's smart. Yeah, like all this stuff. Uh, I mean, it all comes down to form and function, right? Like yep. if you're if yeah. you're if you're going to print a handguard of PLA, right? Then you shouldn't be surprised that. Well, first of all, I would be surprised if you bought a handguard printed out of PLA that cost you anything more than seven or eight dollars, right? Be- just because like. PLA has a tendency to melt and deform just from sitting in the trunk of your car, right? Whereas there's other materials that are a lot more stable, right, at at similar temperatures. PLA Um, is more of a prototyping material, right? Like it's supposed to be like yeah, let's let's you could use Purdue fit. Yeah, I would I would use it to print a a handguard just to do um, a fit test, make sure everything's good before I run the good material on it, right? But I would probably never sell it, other than like doodads and widgets. Like I did a mask stand um, out of PLA. PLA is fine for that, right? Um, tank stocks and stuff like that. Yeah, I think PLA would be fine for that. Anything that's not gonna, that's probably not gonna see a high impact, is probably gonna be fine. Um, again, the argument could be made that the toughness of PLA is technically higher than some of the other, you know, better materials. But I mean, the proof is in the pudding, right? Uh, there's a difference though between toughness and, um, and toughness hardness. and yeah, tough, toughness and, and hardness it's, and strength. Yeah, yeah, because you know, one straight hard punch mm-hmm. that your strength that 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 damage isn't going to mean anything. But if it can take eight or ten, 
Yeah. And we've seen it. I've seen it where whack and you just see the, it come off the, again, it hit the, um, buddy had something bolted to the Picatinny on the front mm-hmm. and it just went, and it just blew apart. And I'm like, Ooh, that like, again, bad luck. It could have been anything, but it in my been. head, all I could, that's what I'm seeing is it just, it wasn't ready. It's not rated for a high impact is what I'm trying to say. Long story. That too. And you look at your leverage too. Like I'm going to constantly harp on the handguard thing because it is probably the most common thing I see people printing as like their first product is trying to do some kind of cool, funky handguard. And they always try to do it out of PLA and it always crumbles, right? It always fails. Mm -hmm. And it's because it's a material that really isn't strong on its own. Right. So handguard can't be thick and bulky right because it doesn't feel right so mm-hmm. you print it like with basically zero infill because the walls are so close together so it's just it's just extremely brittle uh, because of the the unnecessary amount of heat that went into making this product whereas if you instead of making it an eighth of an inch thick if you were to able to make it like three eighths of an inch thick right then you could kind of separate the inner wall from the outer wall right? And not have that, that, that kind of heat creep issue, right? So when you make a handguard and, and let's say you put it on your marker and then you go and you strap a, a some foregrip on it, like a vertical foregrip on it, right? You put a lever mm-hmm. on it. That's probably made of something a lot stronger than your, than your 3d printed material is either. It's going to be made of aluminum or some kind of composite material that you bought from, I don't know, wherever DEFCON paintball gear and injection molded so it's solid yeah. so the the foregrip isn't the problem but you know when you're when you're in a high octane situation and you you know try to rip around a corner and the front the front half of your of your kit goes with it it's like <laughs> well, what, just, what just happened right well again coming back to those layer line issue like you have those vertical layer lines so like the guy did everything right he printed it vertically and all that stuff it looks great but you would just put a lever on it and you just pop can it apart. Right. And it's like that, that's the kind of, that's the kind of issue that you run into when you're running material like PLA in this particular environment. So yeah, mm-hmm. circling back to your statement, it's for, you know, test fitting or otherwise like non impacted components is a great use for PLA. It's a terrible use to make camera mounts. i'm I'm laughing because i got a comment Uh, i sent somebody a friend of mine the picture of 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 zach that we posted Hmm. and if you look at it at a glance it says mega dump mega dump the poor and the, the the message read i read his shirt as mega dump please don't tell him that I am so fucking sorry. That's fucking. I'm like, hilarious. I don't know. I don't know why you're apologizing. This shit is hilarious. Mega dump. Like, super yes. shit the pores. Yes, super shit on the pores. Power There's poop no the pores. Power poop the we pores. Don't them. tempt it's me. Paintball. I will create the meme of meme like the memeiest of meme shirt companies. See if you can I get will. custom cans made like like Power Thirst. I can. I know Power exactly thirst. who to contact too. It's a company. Yeah, and you could do Power Poop the pores. I know the, 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 the energy drink them, uh, <laughs> when I worked for uh, Red Rover Cider, there was a, oh, yeah. there was a, it was a, yeah. And it's kind of, we, it was kind of neat because the, the can actually rolls it, uh, it stops and just sort of rolls and it's an inkjet printer is all it is. It goes, boop, and then the can moves forward, boop, and it goes, and it, but I mean, it's a lot faster than your home printer. 
but it's yeah. all it is. And it's not even primer on the cans. It prints directly onto the aluminum. So I don't know what kind of ink they're using. Um, it's probably a sublimation or something like that. I don't know. Does it hit it, the can? Something. Out? No, not at all. The can just like zips right by. Just like boop, zip, Interesting. boom, zip, boom. It's really wild to watch. Um, Let's talk more about that for the next hour. What? Printing cans? <laughs> Nothing. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> hmm. Sorry, you guys got to catch up to my brain. I've been drinking um, a lot of coffee. Cool. No, that's okay fine. I've been looking because... at new things to add to the merch store, and I discovered we can get custom printed shoes. Like they're cute, like, but I'm still kind of iffy. Like high top shoes, are the right ball. Like Converse, yeah, or like, or like not not actual okay. Converse. Yeah. They look like Converse. No, but oh. like Converse. Converse they allegedly. Would... <laughs> I know a genuine Sorny when I see one. <laughs> um. Magnasonic and Powervox. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who didn't have an Emerson floor model TV, motherfuckers, those <laughs> things, you look at them now, like, so I, 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 I just put my old TV up on the stand. It's this gigantic monstrosity. And then I looked over at the CRT, the TV that's sitting on the floor that's 36 inches, and I uh -oh. know it takes two of us to lift it. I'd throw my back lifting it, and I'm a fucking beast. He really is a beast. But I can pick up <laughs> a 50-inch plasma and walk across the room with it, and I'm just looking at that little TV, and I'm like, mm -mm, my God. But Emerson was the ones that, they were like the Sears TV. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they, the Zenith. Tangent, they, they, oh. the big like I said, the big floor model one, it was all like hardwood. It looks so pretty. I think, and it lived through like three generations. Like you couldn't kill these fucking things. My my grandfather had a Zenith floor model TV. It was like the Cadillac of CRT TVs for oh. years, and then we finally yeah, Zenith made some nice shit. Then finally switched him over into you know HD, 1080p. And that's where he's gonna sit. He's not going 4K. And that's he's gonna <laughs> die there. Cause fuck him. I just don't think yeah, he my wants parents TV. My dad get my dad just discovered um we gave him a tablet because my mother was tired of listening to the TV in three rooms. So he got a tablet and he puts his headphones on. Seventy seven years old, he found YouTube and he's the happiest fucking thing I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> it's Thomas. interesting. You YouTube Thomas. and boomers is just going together like peas and carrots. I don't understand That's it. Not it's not good. It's Muhammad Ali. Look at this. This is when he fought George Foreman in the Rumble in the Jungle. I'm like, Dad, you've been showing me this fight since I was nine. <laughs> I've watched it from like three different angles. There's only two. We have it on Actually, Beta Max. <laughs> sure, I've seen that. We have this shit on Laserdisc, and it's but <laughs> this shit is so clear. It's clearer than what he watched when he was a kid when he watched it the first time, and he's just enamored with it. So yeah, then I started showing him Russian dash cam and I left. So who knows where he's going to end up on the internet, but it's <laughs> going to be pretty fucking funny. Oh man. Just don't tell him that you can control the thermostat with the internet. Oh God. No. <laughs> mm, no. <laughs> You're thinking about it now, Brad. <laughs> so um, yeah. Yeah. About that. Here we are. Um, we, <laughs> sorry, you sent me on a tangent. Um, oh. Okay, if we order a minimum of 48 cans, I can get custom-labeled 12-ounce energy drink cans. I mean, fuck yeah. 
at a dollar sixty a piece. Just you already have the graphic, Mag Dump the Pores, just put it on there. <laughs> I don't know what you're gonna fill the can with, it. but whatever. Uh it's it's some energy drink that they make. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> I don't care what's in it. <laughs> it's five hour energy. It's just a sixteen ounce can of it. <laughs> you mean C four? Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> No, um, I, um, this is Andrew. Ag- I was gonna say Agno, but it's Andrew Agno. Gaganon? Gagnon. How mm-hmm. do you pronounce it? Gagnon. 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 Uh, it says a lot of three D printed stuff, but make sure you get from reputable companies. Absolutely. Like Zach 100%. said, double check. Look at the pictures. Look at the video. Check reviews. That kind of thing, because it could it, it could be something super top notch, like paintball DNA or. What Zach, what you were uh, pumping out back in the day, or what Sam uh, puts out, um, yeah. uh, MWR, MWR puts out some really nice stuff. Yep. Yep. I've I've come across some really cool um, stuff from those guys. Take a look it's at the price. It's not usually that stuff that you see blow apart. Shoot. It's usually some shady homemade shit. I was gonna say, look at the price but... because usually if the price is too good to be true, if it's like, oh damn, that's really really cheap, <laughs> it's because it's cheap. <laughs> it came off wish. <laughs> you know, um, there's also a lot of. Um like uh, archives full of files that you can go and download and print stuff yourself. If you get like some people may not have the eye for design, um, but they want to get into printing. So they'll acquire a printer, whether they buy it new or get it off of somebody or whatever. And then you can actually just go and download a lot of these files that are already pre-optimized. Right. And so long as you just follow the setup sheet, you're probably going to have a pretty good time. Uh, Guys like MWR, he's not going to release any of his like, good stuff but i know that i know that that he's been he's been talking about really um releasing like uh internal components that might fail right so you could print yourself right like let's say uh i have a set of his uh i have a set of his mags like his new mag force um 10 round mags for the tipex oh cool i love them let me put let me just throw that out there it's probably the best mag i've ever held and that's including the Zeta mag, including the Tipman 12, right? This mag feels great and it's not disgustingly long and it's, it's cleverly designed. It's completely toolless disassembly. Like it's, it's, it's a great innovation for the pistol player. His, the internal components that are 3d printed, those parts, because they're made out of plastic and because they're on, you know, bearing surfaces and stuff like that, they are going to wear, um, to get replacement parts, it's going to be really easy to do. If he like he was talking about putting those files out on his website, where if you need to print a new um, follower release bar, you can just print it yourself instead of bothering him to send you a replacement part. Right? So it's like stuff like that. That that kind that of is some fucking good business. Yeah, and That's because some good business, the part itself isn't is probably not worth the shipping. Right. So yeah. if you have the ability to print it yourself or go to the local library and print it there, because there's a printer in every public library now. Right. You can go to places and get stuff made. Um, there's no shortage of local people who have printers. And a lot of the times that kind of stuff is going to be um, it's you can print it out of PLA because it, it doesn't need to be made out of some kind of high end or, you know, fancy test material. Right. So more guys need to start doing stuff like that, releasing their internal components in order to support the products that they're selling instead of it just kind of being a one and done kind of thing. Um, I 
don't necessarily agree with the idea of put everything out there for free all the time forever. It's like, eh. no, no, that's, that's a no, 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 no. I'm not saying give fuck all away for free. Mm -hmm. We're all, we still like to do business here, but now giving away the internal stuff, that's not a bad thing to sell because you know what? You're, you're, you're teaching a man to fish. It's also but yeah, got the higher quality, but I do sell higher quality salmon over here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or you can keep yourself. Also, fish. the number of users who are going to have access or who are going to go out of their way to get a, pr- a hold of a printer or get access to a printer to print that little piece that they need to replace is not going to impact the business in any way, no. shape, or form. Right. Not at all. It's, you know, it's no different than me being able to go down to Home Depot and find the, you know, the appropriate machine screw to fix the one mm-hmm. that fell out of the cabinet. You know, like, it's just, yeah. I don't have to call the company who made it. Um, oh, it, of course, Chris Struck managed to break one of the mask mounts. Chris Struck yes. would manage he, to... Okay, did so... He, did he stick his head out and get shot several times in it? What did no, you hang do, Chris? on. I want to know. Those mask mounts that he's talking about, those were made uh, during the Impossible Creations project. So those were actually printed from nylon. So, yeah, there's no way that he broke a metal mount because I don't think he has one. But he did buy four or five, I think, of the of the of the SLS nylon printed mounts from us. Um, and if he's only had one fail on them, that's <laughs> that's pretty good. That's I, I'm I'm actually surprised, to be honest. I'm I'm surprised that you've got the majority of them intact and they're running still. And he's also stage. leaving out the part where he probably fell on his head and broke the or took a direct hit on the bastard. camera, or you know turned and bumped the camera off something like. Yeah. Or, you know, it, every time I do this, and Chris Struck comes up and says some, and mm-hmm. and we end up flaming Chris a little bit. I I feel bad. No. Because I do, because I'm just like, oh man, we're being mean to Chris. Like, I don't know this guy. I've never, I don't have a reason to be mean to him. You wait, and in about 30 seconds, he's going to say something. I'm going to be like, fuck him, get him again. <laughs> so just jump the gun, boys. Just Chris is great. Chris, he's al- he's always been an early oh, yeah. adopter of this kind of tech, right? So he's, totally. he's from, usually uh, at the front of the, the line. He wants the first part, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was supportive of the possible creations thing, um, which it's, I mean, I, I kind of miss it, but, uh, you know, we're still in touch with all those other makers, those other uh, 3D printers. Um, they're doing their own things now, which is awesome. Um, they're all still printing. Uh, Zach's mm-hmm. got King's coming out with some really, really cool stuff. Um, he's got this pretty wild bullpup print that he's been putting together. Um, I'm not spoiling anything. I'm pretty sure this stuff is already all over the MagFed paintball group and whatnot. Uh, MWR, as we already mentioned he's printing some fantastic stuff i would say in canada he's probably the top tier of printers uh in canada especially uh maybe even into the states i'm not sure um i know there's a lot of guys printing in the states um that i'm not familiar with Uh, a lot of guys have popped up in the last year or two that i'm just kind of getting glimpses of as i float through facebook as rarely as i do nowadays Uh, i know uh there's a there's a fellow uh, he's, uh, he's in California. Uh, he goes by stretch. He's got some cool yeah, stuff that stretch, he's been printing. ODSC. Yeah. ODSC. No, uh, I, I've heard that name. We had him on. Yeah. So I ran into him, uh, at zero hour. Oh, fuck that dude. Yeah. Yeah. I ran into him at zero hour. He's showing me a bunch of stuff that he's been printing. Like he's got a lot of really cool stuff mm-hmm. on the way. And he's, he's going to be one of those guys that's 
that you're going to want to order from, right? Like he he takes the time and the care to dial in his machines and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah, like we said before, I'm not going to throw anybody on blast because honestly, it all just comes down to uh, how much time do you like? Is this your main hustle? Which it's not for any of us, right? Um, but how much how much time and effort have you put into perfecting your printer's output, right? Compared to the guy who just got the machine, you know, two weeks ago, he kind of messes around with yeah. it on the weekends and then, you know, tries to sell, you know, bullshit, right? So, <laughs> I mean, if you gotta suss those lands out. And you can smell them a mile away. You can. I, I know a few of them where they were just like, I just bought a 3D printer. If you ever need anything printed, you let me know. And I'm like, no. <laughs> you fix your shit. You got to have seen some really um, Jacob. Jacob's three mm-hmm. D printed shit is he makes a, he made a a Tipex mag too. Yeah, like, I saw it. I was a part of that project. <laughs> oh, were you? I held it in my hands. Yeah. The, they, that they, thing they... is, I I fired it. It's fucking awesome. Like yeah. I want one. Uh, between between his so mag nice. for the Tipex, which I really hope comes mm-hmm. out to market one day because the 20 round continuous feed tipex mag give me a break come on that sounds amazing and it's not 10 miles long like a monopod <laughs> but yeah. yeah and between that and and the mwr megs right like there's some cool stuff that's coming out like you can't do a whole lot with a pistol platform and i'm only obsessing over it because i'm a pistol player but there's not a whole lot that you can do with the tipex in terms of cosmetic upgrades right i mean there's the tcr kits that just replicate like turn turn a tipex into a tcr like the what, what's that kit called the C, the, the mcs kit with the stock or whatever it was um, oh, the, uh, i had a, i had a tcr it it, it was okay i'm honestly. pretty sure it was all right the tcr itself was, was a great little platform um it had the same pitfalls as the tipex when it, i mean it's the same gun right or marker sorry it's the same marker <laughs> um, the sensors marker but like the it, the it sl- definitely yeah hundred percent is but yeah the sleeves that know. go over I top I never like to feel it fair the sleeves that go over top of the tipex like like I think it's the CMB kit or something or yeah MC something like that I know what something. you're talking about I'm trying to find which it which is which is basically just this generation Sarge kit right do you remember the Sarge yep. kit for the tipex I do it's the same thing it's the CMP eighteen that's the one oh. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I know so. exactly what you're saying. I know the kit you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. I got to. Uh, I got to review one, demo one, and it. Um, it was cool. It was dope. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was a neat little rig. Um, but it at the it's. I'm not a pistol player, and at the end of the day, if you're gonna run something like that, you're gonna try and play with it as if it's not a pistol. At the end of the day, it's a pistol. <laughs> like I. Yeah. yeah. My. I've never been a big fan of stocks on pistols just because there's zero reason to have one other than tacticalness, right? Like if you're going to play with a rifle, then, then go get a rifle platform, right? Grab, yeah. you know, and get really, a TMC, yeah, get a, go, get an MG or EMF. And cut it down, like, right? Run a tiny yeah. barrel and put yeah. a little stock on it and you get that sucker right tight. Like it's, you know. <laughs> Like the benefits of running a pistol or dual pistol is that I'm always gonna I'm always gonna be able to beat you when it comes to maneuvering in a close quarter situation, right? So why would you nerf yourself by putting extra weight and material onto a pistol that's uh, already maximizing mobility? He's got. A I point. guess 
because you want oh, no, to. I was That's the only reason to do anything. Well, I don't make fun of them. I just don't. I don't subscribe to that camp, right? So I mean, mm. when I I'm not a no, very good a, player. It's a player. Yeah, which <laughs> automatically means Neither I'm not we. very good. <laughs> I'm I'm just a moving That's, target. I think. <laughs> yeah, there there Nick is a bit of using dual that. pistols. Lead. There's an extra pistol. He yeah. only he, he you know like he can you know it's there's a there's a whole extra pistol there. That's the benefit. I can yeah I can stagger them and I can get the same firepower and I can put okay. twenty rounds no. down range. <laughs> just, just no. <laughs> It's okay. We did. We had a long conversation about this. Actually, uh, we went down to New York together for zero hour. <laughs> he was chirping me about running the pistol. I was like, "Oh, you should just just use one. Just use one because you could focus with it." I was like, "Bro, I don't care. That doesn't look cool. <laughs> that doesn't look cool. Yeah, that I'm doesn't just, look. I'm cool. just picturing. I'm just picturing Zach at the field. Like, you ever see that old episode of The Simpsons with the NRA and it's Mo and he's just like. And with just well, a few guns. pieces of string, you can turn six <laughs> guns into one. <laughs> it's fucking old. It's got like a fucking. I'll just I, get see, one the... I was picturing. I'm going to pick a tinny doubler. Coming around the corner. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. like, um... Some like, some like <gasps> ridiculous anime that? gun bullshit happening. Oh, that was a movie though that they. <laughs> I just had to get a picketing rail across the top of each one and then put a coupler clamp on it. So then I have, I'm shooting. But there's another whole pistol upside down on top. So when I run out, I just flip it upside down and keep shooting. I am um, I'm too short to do the aguche, but from Boondock Saints, you need to be like three or four inches taller than me to be able to stack the amount of guns that he had on his when he opens his shirt at the end of Boondock Saints, his jacket when he comes down the street and just <laughs> Six starts popping at them. <laughs> yes, that to me, if you're gonna run pistols, you need to have. How tall are you? Five ten. Oh, well, five eleven. But so Billy Connolly, the man who played El Duce, was exactly six feet tall. You could do it. Yeah, he could. You oh, could. Do it. I thought Billy Connolly was taller. Nope, nope. He's one point eight three meters, which equals out to uh, six point zero zero three nine. Jesus, tipexes are big. You could put that's, the tipexes up top, FSCs yeah, you, below it, the, and then HDR fifties underneath. Here, right? So <laughs> the hard part though is you need a leather worker for that. If only we knew somebody who knew how to work with leather. Do we know a leather worker? Do we know one? Do we really know them? I'm pretty sure Pride Weekends this weekend. You know, if you any some nice leather bin chaps, we should get them booked for next year. <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, I dabble in too many things. Um, not as I don't, I don't, it would be pretty funny because I, that's what I've always pictured in my head. Cause it's just the most foolishly silly fucking thing because paintball truly to me is but the silliest fucking thing you're ever. going to do the truly like boondock saints, El Duce, it needs to be a Tipex, an FSC, a T9.8, a yeah. Zeus. He had all different, a... he had all different guns. <laughs> Zeus. <laughs> Like, like, as if it wasn't been hard enough to shoot people with a pistol <laughs> but see the problem is is um el duce had that beautiful beard and i can't do it so I, I don't know. we'll get you one i'm way yeah. too short to do el duce i'm five foot seven that's true. so my guns would be dragging on the ground <laughs> i'd look like i would look yeah. like a kid who raided his dad's closet like Christ, that would be funny to do though <laughs> i'd do it i would absolutely rock el duce's costume the hat, the cigar, 
the sunglasses. Fuck, I'd look great. Yeah, I know. See, you could pull off I'd the be, looks I'd so have to much better. Beat the women away with a stick, like mm-hmm. all three yeah. of them that come to paintball fields. <laughs> Two of them have husbands. Yeah, one <laughs> and one and, and one. Ooh, Shuriken's got a point. What do you need a beard if you got gator mail? Fair. You could do gator mail. A gator mail beard. That'd look legit. I should. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna have to get another. Uh, another. My holy fuck is my gator mail taking a fucking beating? Is it? Is and it metal you know or is it plastic? Both. It's rubber. Oh, cool. It's oh, it's O-rings. Mm-hmm. Um, little O-rings. It's brass and plastic. And it's all hooked together and just, and it's rugged. It caught first strikes. Oh yeah. Now they blew apart in my neck. I was, I was calling that a hit because fuck yeah. me. But it's but not hitting your neck. I, my, my chunky neck, I've only been shot a couple times and it was from back here. So, I mean, Gator Mail doesn't cover me back in the jaw, but. I will, um, I will say that I have earned bounces by just having a beard. Shots that should have broke hit me directly mm-hmm. in the beard when the beard was longer yep. and it scrubbed enough speed off of the paintball that it didn't break. <laughs> um, I recently discovered that in, I, I have a you know, big dude, I've got rounded shoulders. It benefits to not have like bony shoulders where the paintballs catch the collarbone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just give you that, they get that little bounce, that little roll. Yeah. Um, I had, and I had the rolls... rough plan this year. This year sucked for it's been a bit of a rough year. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was not as out as and about as I should have been this year. It's been a been a bit of a rough year, but that's okay because I've got a another good. I got a better year coming. Yeah, I'm hoping next There's year gonna be some new adventures. Um, I have I have declared my want to go to the legend. There's there's there's, there's which one? There's only one legend. I've never been to to the homeland. I've never been to Wasaga Beach. Oh, okay. Never once. Never once in my life have I ever been. Uh, my mom's family's from there, mm-hmm. and back in the, in the olden days, back in my young young days, I had heard of this mythical place called the Wasaga Beach Party, and that's where I heard years later of the Wasaga Beach Boys and yep. these crazy bastards. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted to go. That sounds like the fucking. And then I get went to Commando, and I'm like, this is clearly the happiest fucking place on earth in paintball. I, like, how can you not be happier? I would I say that those. Um, uh, sorry, I'm losing my point, but I, I got it back. Uh, I would say that Wasaga, the the vibe at Wasaga is very similar to the vibe at um, Commando on like Members Day or any big event. Right, like it's it's a very nice. similar vibe. Um, Donna is an awesome uh, field owner. She is out there. She's talking to everybody. No different from Dave. Uh, it's just it's just really cool to feel connected um, to the field owners as well as all the other players. They're just like everybody's getting along. It's uh, it's extremely rare that you run into an incident at that field. Um, I've never experienced it personally, but. But to be fair, I don't go there as often as I could, being that it's only like an hour away from me. Um, but like Commando's the same thing. Like there's never an incident at Commando either, right? And it's I, I couldn't imagine it happening. Those two fields Danny, in, I, in Ontario, they bring out the best players, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're dope. Was one um, year. led? Yes, 
I do want to go to Mirabelle. I've got to visit Mirabelle. Uh, Mr. Hugo was a very gracious host and showed us around. I totally want to go to that their big game as well one day. Mm-hmm. And Black because, Ops is pretty slick uh, too. I have shit-talked the Mirabelle army <laughs> so many times that I need to go there and take my beating. Like a good... Like a good fucking, uh, like a good Frenchman, I need to go and and and, and go take my fucking thumping, and I'm gonna go lay one out. But those guys were, uh, they were fucking cool. Mm-hmm. I really like those fucking dudes. They were really funny. They were real angry. So, <laughs> yeah, the people like they were Black Ops. Ooh, yeah, Black Ops is awesome. I've played the once before. I'm I'm always up for an opportunity to go back. Yeah, but as Tom oh. would say, on that bombshell. Uh, oh, balls! It's been an hour and four minutes. Did I even it's answer any questions? <laughs> you did actually. Mm-hmm. You did honestly. You you dropped a shitload of knowledge. It was really cool listening to you and uh, and and just learning a little more about the process because I know nothing about it because I'm a dinosaur. That's and okay. I'm realizing because kids have this in schools now. Like it's in every school I work in. I should just fucking go and talk to one of the teachers and get it done. Yeah, seriously. But it's the little they're learning it like at my son's age, and that's cool. And I'm like my dad. I feel like my father being like best fucking iPhone fucking thing. I'm like Christ. Now now's the time to get into it because it it's expanding like crazy. So like they're they're getting into 3D printing metal. They're getting into mm-hmm. 3D printing with lasers. They're getting into 3D printing with resins. Well, I mean, that's always that's been around for a I, long time. But... I laugh that like, um, oh, what was it? Uh, hold on, little... resin. Fuck me, D and D pieces. Um, Shit. Yeah. I have a resin printer. It's perfect for printing miniatures. When well, it, it's funny because like 3D printing is like something you can do in your living room now, right? But yeah. I remember when um, Small Soldiers came out in '98, and mm-hmm. it showed them like resin printing but it was this giant machine and it would look like it was locked behind like seven locked security doors it was super top secret hardcore like nobody could know about this technology and they're like resin printing something and it's just like that's fucking mind-blowing and then it turns out it's been around since the 80s (laughs) yeah (laughs) they've been using it they've been using it before they build their injection molds Right. So yeah. they, they proof all the figurines first and they do all of their tests and stuff with these figurines. And then if they if they pass all of their marketing tests, then they send it out for injection molding. Right. Yeah. And then and then, you know, by Christmas time, there's a new Batman on the shelf. So right? yep. it's those it's those resin models that are the ones that are worth the most because of the original the originals. Yeah. And like the, the home resin 3D printing stuff, like you can really get into some really fine detail with that because like unless you look really closely you can't see those layer lines right and you know you got to prime all your stuff before you paint it anyway so you hit it with a filler primer and it it looks like an injection molded part like it looks as good as what you could buy from any of the miniature game tabletop game manufacturers yeah i'm pretty sure i have something from warforge that i bought years ago on my file i'm going to send it to you because cool. he needs it. I need a new character. Oh my god, I'm so hard. On that bombshell. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for coming back and partying with us. We'll be back next week with something. I don't fucking know what, but it's gonna be fun as hell. Wow. All right. Yeah. 
So that's when you're supposed to cut, you fuck. <laughs> Plus, Bye, I'm an editor. That. <laughs> that's it, folks. Until next week. Cheers. Night, guys.